Hello and welcome. I'm Lucy Kennedy and you're listening to the Lucy Investigates podcast. Lucy Investigates is a brand new show coming to your living room very soon, in which I jump outside my comfort zone and land in the inner circle of some of Ireland's most fascinating subcultures. I'll be exploring everything from sex in the suburbs to living your life online. I'll be taking a close look at Ireland's relationship with the booming cosmetic surgery industry and learning more about the vital role traveller women play in their community. On this week's episode, I take a dive into what's trending in the sex and kink scene in Ireland. I get invited to my first ever pup party, learn all about self-intimacy, meet a professional dominatrix and secure access to a private play party. And I'm very lucky to be joined now by one of the stars of the episode, Clarity Mills. So Clarity, as the viewers will see you, uh, you pretty much have two very different jobs. So tell us about your different jobs. Yes, that's right. So by day, I am a technology consultant for multi-billion multinationals. Yeah. Um, It's very boring, very corporate, very nerdy IT job. Very brainy. Uh, And then by night, I'm a professional dominatrix and sex educator. So I host workshops, play events, and work with individuals as well as couples in Ireland to help them improve their sex lives. Okay. And how did you first get involved in all of this in the kink community? Yeah. So when I was a teenager, I was um, sexually assaulted. And as a part of my kind of rehabilitation process, I started Googling around on the internet and found the BDSM and kink community Yeah, and found that the emphasis on communication and consent and safety was something that a lot of what we call air quotes now, vanilla life, my vanilla dating and romantic sex life was I'm missing. vanilla though, aren't I? Didn't we establish that that I'm the biggest nerd in Europe? <laughs> like you're vanilla adjacent. I am. You know, yeah, yeah, I am. Vanilla with sprinkles. Vanilla yeah, yeah, with totally, totally. <laughs> so go on. Yep. So I found that a lot of the, you know, regular vanilla dating um, that I was doing was kind of missing a lot of these really key components of community and consent, communication, very clear expectations and shame freedom. So I started to explore, I mentored under a couple of professional dominatrix and a professional uh, daddy dom, a gay leather daddy. And, and I've been never looked back since basically. Because people are fascinated with this world, but we, we, I don't know what, I don't know what it is about in Ireland. I, are, are we? Do you feel like we're quite a naive country or do you think that people just don't know where to go to access all of this? I think Ireland is dealing with a bit of a Catholic hangover still. Definitely. So there's a bit of, yeah, yeah, there's definitely a lot of um, sexual oppression that's, that's lingering from the, the influence that Catholicism had on the culture and, and, and a lot of shame-based um, a lot of shame-based education around yeah. sex yes. and fear-mongering is, 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 has, has landed for a lot of people in our, my generation and older, but it is starting to change really quickly. I mean, if you think about Ireland, like condoms weren't legal to buy until 1989, divorce wasn't legal until 1995, yeah. sodomy was illegal in the 1980s and you couldn't buy porn until 1998. Yes. And yet it's come so far so fast as the first country to ratify, um, you know, gay marriage by a popular referendum. And now you have abortion and reproductive rights on par with other countries in Europe. So it's, it's catching up really quickly. But I kind of feel like, I wonder, is it more of a generational thing? Like me at 46, I'm your typical, you know, Catholic convent girl who nearly fainted at this play party, which we can talk about. <laughs> but I, I, th- I feel like younger people 
uh, that I've spoken to are all about this. They're all about the modern Ireland and exploring your sexuality and being who you are and doing what you want. I, I think it is changing, but I think it is definitely a generation thing. Yes, very much so. And I think where I see the sea changes in the millennials and younger. Yeah. And that makes sense because they were growing up around the same time that the priest molestation scandal broke. Yeah. And so it's where people started to part ways with the church and a lot of its teachings and start to make up their own minds about their own sexuality and what relationships ought to look like outside of that paradigm. So I think it's from millennials and young, you're starting to see that change. That's yeah. what I've observed. And I think it's a good thing. Okay. In this episode, you were able to get me an invitation to a play party. So can you tell yeah. us a little bit more about these parties, what they are and how often they happen? Yeah, absolutely. So there are a handful of groups that we're yeah. members of and we use um, websites and platforms like fetlife.com and fabswingers.com. Mm. Those are global sites for the kink, BDSM, and swinging or polyamory communities. And so through those forums, we create profiles just like you would on Facebook or any other social media group. Yeah. And then we have gatherings. Sometimes they're plain clothed uh, vanilla, you know, what we call vanilla clothing gatherings at pubs just to meet and greet. Yes. And other times there are play parties. Other times we have workshops and um, instruction and they happen on average I mean, there's something going on every single week in the island of Ireland, but usually the big events are once every month or every other month. And okay. they tend to focus on different things. So some are focused on female domination, kink events. Others are focused on couples only swingers events. Some are focused on types of latex or different types of kinks and different types of play. And the one that you came to was a bit of a mix, like where we call, we would call it swingsters. So it's swingers and kinksters and the Venn diagram overlap between those two groups. Okay. And so do you need to kind of get into a group? To, is it like, you know, a recommendation because, you know, you, you, not anybody I presume can just go to a party because you need to kind of know them that they're safe and they're yeah, absolutely. Here's the pro tip for anybody. You never want to go to a swingers party where there's not vetting. It'll yes. turn into a dumpster fire. Note really to self. Go for the yeah, <laughs> go for the vetted option. Exactly. Okay. You don't want to go to a you don't want to go to a non-vetted uh party. So usually what we do is call the vouching system where somebody who's in the group or has been a member of the community will vouch for new new individuals or couples that want to come along. And yes. how the rule usually works is there's a handful of house rules. They always circulate around safe, sane, and consensual SSC, like we talked about mm -hmm. in the episode. Yeah. And if anybody breaks those rules, not only are they out, but the person who vouched for them is out as well. And so okay. that's the accountability of the system. So people don't just invite anybody willy-nilly. They make sure that they understand what the rules are because their their reputation is on the line as well. So and that's a very common. Yeah. That's a fairly common. Um, practice in all countries most countries when they have an underground scene will start this way and privacy would be the same thing wouldn't it so if someone wanted to try out one of these parties they were recommended you know that there is you can have anonymity to a certain degree can't you absolutely yeah okay that is so, the whole point with privacy is, is paramount so when i arrived if you remember i nearly fainted because i was quite shocked and excited <laughs> But then very, yeah. very quickly, I realized that everybody was so nice and no yeah. one was doing anything wrong. I think there is yeah. this perception that um, it's going to be dirty or freaky or weird, but it's not. Sure, it's not. Absolutely. I mean, the, the, most people think of, um, you know, whips and dungeons and whatever Hollywood has taught us about what this scene is like. But most of these people are normal. Sometimes they're school teachers. 
or barristers Bike or managers. whatever. They're normal people. They have kids. They have yeah. dogs. Yeah. They go to brunch on Sundays. <laughs> They're more normal people. We just yeah. have, you know, one, a particular hobby. Yes. Because the, the, and everybody loved you. You were very popular. Everybody said what a lovely, wonderful person you are, and you're welcome back anytime. Did, did they not think that I was very Bridget Jonesy though? I remember somebody came over to me, keeping in mind I had a mask on, and somebody <laughs> said to me, "You look very pale. Do you want to get some air?" I was like, "What? I'm pale. I'm totally like cool and kind of." So people are going to have lots of reactions to this. Even when I was doing the publicity, um, mm. people were saying, "You know, you went to like a sex party." And I said, well, yeah. you know, it's called a play party and these things happen. Everyone was so nice. Everyone was so genuine. You know, it's a very safe place. And But there is that kind of like, whoa, this is so cool, even though it's 2022. <laughs> it's bizarre, though, isn't it? It's like I would imagine a lot of people would have that reaction when you say that you're a dominatrix. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think, you know, just like all things, it's novelty. It's the first time you go to Disneyland as a child. It's amazing. And then yeah. after that, you're like, oh, this is just normal. I just call this Tuesday. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a bit of that. I think as it becomes more popular and the scene is growing in the six years since I lived in Dublin, it's grown, it's doubled in size at least. And yes. I think the more you do, like we do pieces like the one we, that you did that you're brave enough to come to, I think the more of the public opinion changes and it becomes more normal. Yes, I think so. And what do you reckon are some of the most common misconceptions that people have about the kink scene? What do you think people think it is? Gosh. Um, so I think I touched on it a bit before, but basically whips and chains, like what Hollywood would have you think, like Euro trip, the safe word is some unpronounceable Dutch word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's all about, um, you know, money and, and, and people debasing themselves. But really it's about energy exchange and connection and exploration and openness and communication. All these really great things that everybody wants in their life. And I think so the biggest... Um, misconceptions are really perpetuated by by media stereotypes. Yes. And there is a bit of that, as you saw, but most of it's just fun and lighthearted. We don't take ourselves very seriously. No, but <laughs> every, everyone seriously. as well has, um, everyone had a really good sense of humor. Like everyone was having a laugh. Yeah. You know, that yeah, way. Yeah. It was Absolutely. very informal. It wasn't kind of like a stage, serious, scary place. Yes. Everyone was very right. genuine, I thought. Very much so. And because the community is so small, you know, there's an eagerness to um, be, be friendly and accommodating to newcomers, right? They, yes. We want the scene to grow. We want people to feel welcome and comfortable. And it's not about us forcing our own interests, our own kinks, our own ideology on another person. It's about exploring what theirs are and helping them, you know, supporting them however we can. Okay, so before I let you go, there's going to be lots of reactions, I would imagine, to this episode now on Monday. And I think a lot of people, even though they may not admit it out loud or to the person they're sitting beside, will be interested by what they see. So for anybody who's sitting at home watching this episode, where do they begin if they want to get involved in the kink scene? That's a great question. So I think the the websites that I mentioned before, febswingers.com, fetlife.com are great places to start. You can create a profile for free start to network with individuals in your community, start to explore and see what's out there. There's also blog entries with a lot of great information. I mean, the internet is a wellspring of information. Most of it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I have my own lifestyle site, kinkify.com or dominaclarity.com, where I have a lot of web resources that I direct people to of really good content. Um, and just getting out there and coming to a munch and meet and greet and starting to meet people is a great place to start. 
Yeah, and I think you're a good place to start as well for people because you have this lovely way about you. You're very reassuring and calm and you're a genuinely nice person and you kind of explain everything and make everything very um, safe. You have this lovely way of just making it kind of normal because I think a lot of people would might be interested in exploring their sexuality, but they're scared. Yes, yes, that's very common. Thank you. That's so kind of you to say. No, it's true. <laughs> I'm trying to it's be, true. I'm trying to create the experience for other people that I, I was lucky enough to have myself when I first entered into this world. Yeah. So how, how do you feel about um, being a superstar on the telly? Even though you worked in production, so you're well used to it. I did. So I'm, I'm from LA. Yeah. So I'm well used to it. Um, I'm not used to the Irish flavor of it. So that'll be a bit interesting for me. Yes. Um, I wonder what I people... Anything that, Exactly. I think anything we can do to increase awareness is is really helping. I think Irish culture out, even if it's not their particular cup of tea. Yes. I think opening people's minds to the fact that there's lots of other lifestyle opportunities in Ireland, as the rest of your series kind of demonstrates, I think is, um, you know, sunlight is the best disinfectant. Yes, I think so. And I firmly believe that the only complaint that will be made regarding this episode will be probably about the fact that I'm such a nerd. <laughs> I watched it and I cringed for myself. I really, really need to get a life. Oh, I disagree. I think you were adorable. As everybody <laughs> said you're absolutely charming <laughs> and you're welcome anytime. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, that's all we have time for this week. I just want to say a huge thank you again to Clarity Mills for joining me today. Sex in the Suburbs, the very first episode of Lucy Investigates, airs this Monday, October the 10th at 9pm on Virgin Media. You really don't want to miss this one. You'll also hear a lot more from Clarity, who lets me take a peek at a private dominatrix session and invites me to a play party. I have an eye-opening experience with a self-intimacy coach, learn all about the best-selling sex toys and go to my first ever pup party. I'm Lucy Kennedy, that was Lucy Investigates and we'll see you all next week. <laughs>